Welcome to Kernak Grimm's science fiction and fantasy podcast. The Demoness is a dark fantasy story, so beware, it is dark, with demons and death. Don't say we didn't warn you. Chapter 4 I wanted to talk some sense into a demon prince. Okay, that was an understatement. I wanted to talk some sense into one of the most powerful demon princes. I wanted to talk some sense into Abaddon. My daughter had eloped, and I was damn sure she would go straight to Abaddon offering up her life to save millions of people, which sounded like a very noble choice, except it was my daughter, and no life was more precious to me than hers. It was a six and a half hours flight from Logan to L.A., and I only had another day to Blood Moon, when the demon's powers would be the greatest. The perfect moment for Abaddon to come through the breach himself. As I arrived at the colony, it looked like the sky was burning, the whole gated community was on fire, and not any fire. I could sense it from miles away. The unnatural heat, the smoke that seemed to move with a mind of its own, the way it ate through the magical energy. It felt a bit like home. Demonists were working hard around the community to contain the demons, not realizing that their attempts put something like a lid on the breach, helping it to cook up energy fast, making matters worse. Film teams and reporters were gathered in a perimeter around the city. Welcome to a special broadcast of The Demoness, today live from Santa Monica, California. We're outside the Beach Colony, a gated community that houses 108. For reasons unknown, it seems that demons have come free. Around the community, there is a wall painted in runes that look like roughly sketched letters in a foreign language. The Demoness are at work. Clear the area. Everyone, clear the area. That's Professor Terry Olson, Dean of the Harvard Institute of Demonology. Professor Olson, can you tell us what's going on? We really have no time. There's something I need to do. Just a sentence? It seems that someone created a tunnel for demons. There are like 30 demonists on premise now. What are they doing? The runes that you see on the walls. These are old Germanic band runes. They're barely doing the job. And so everyone is now focused on adding Egyptian band hieroglyphics, strengthening the barrier. Barrier means these runes create a magic fence so the demons can't cross? Yes, but... Right across from us, we're seeing a demonist at work. So he carries a bucket of red color, drawing. It's not color. It's virgin blood. There's a demon coming right now. Look out. You're safe here if you don't move. But don't get too close. That's a watcher demon from the domain of Abaddon, a prince of hell. What do they do? Watchers are demons that normally don't attack people but they take over partial control of the senses, enabling higher demons to use eyes and ears of the persons to scout. From the looks of it, it could be Zelunovar. Pretty sure. Though he almost looks like his brother. You can tell his name? Isn't that very uncommon to be able to tell Watchers apart? As we're looking on, the Watcher demon tries to get out. The demon seems to be in pain. The hieroglyphs have activated. There is a shimmer, light blue, almost as if the color evaporates from the runes. The watcher, drawn in by the virgin blood, comes into contact. The contact seems to burn him out. 
The dark green scales turn to copper, and now another demon comes in. He looks terrifying. I could not feel Abaddon anywhere, and this was a good sign. It meant my daughter was still alive. They still had to make sure she was there for Abaddon, which meant if I was quick, I could call on him, make a deal. I hesitated for a moment and realized how human I had become. I needed a human sacrifice, and once I called on him, I would pull the breach open, wide and clear. It would mean thousands would die today. It never had disturbed me before. Why now? I shook it off, focusing on my daughter. If it took a sacrifice, then what? I could do this. A hunter demon circles the Watcher. The hunter, hungry and angry that he can't cross the runes, is preparing for a kill of the Watcher. The hunter's ears are folded to the side. That's how you can tell. Now look, his talons strike out with precision, opening up the Watcher in a straight line, devouring the dark, rotten flesh that seeps out. God, that's terrible. Turn off the recording. Hunters have a way of getting into your head if you're just close enough. Oh God, oh God, that's horrific. What's the demon doing? Focus. We need to save someone. I need you. Turn off the recording. A loud explosion shook the premises. I felt the ground shaking. The reporter coughed, but she kept on talking. Quick! It's off, it's off! I'm sorry I have to do this to you. The reporter had not the powers that Jim had. It was easy to take her out, and just like that, I snapped her neck, preparing the sacrifice for Abaddon. Te invoco a profundas inferni, ad conscrigendum, ad ligandum eos peretier, et solvendum, et ad congregandum eos cora mei. Something exploded. There was debris everywhere. From behind, something came. Something bigger. Something terrible. Dark clouds flowing together almost as high as the Statue of Liberty in New York, but twice as wide, and I saw glowing eyes in the mist. I felt Abaddon before I saw the dark clouds coming together, forming a shape, first timidly, then slowly solidifying. A big carcass, a skeleton with four bony legs as high as seventy feet, four arms, and a head that almost looked like the xenomorph from Alien. Ad congregandum eos corame. Have you forgotten our language? Brother, come to me. Ad congregandum eos corame. Brother, finally we are to be reunited. Again, show me. Where do you have her? Where do you have her? You don't have her? We are dying faster now. There's not much left of us. I uh, understand. I thought you had her. She was so angry because of the cat. Yeah, these devilish creatures. They might frighten a hunter, but they don't frighten me. We are your family. I think the three turnings you have been here... Three hundred years, they call it here. 
measuring the passing of time how the planet moves around the sun. I don't care about these humans. The shift is near. I can feel it. Everyone can feel it. The Tranak are a dying species. Their bodies will end soon. They can't contain us anymore. We need new bodies. A new species. Kind of defeats the purpose if you are killing them. You are but mocking me. There's no Virna here to keep the Tranak bodies alive. You know just as well as I do that our bodies will fail us if we can't substitute the Virna. And the only thing that can sustain us is this human blood. Your bodies will fail you anyway, but at the rate you are killing right now, you will have reduced the population to a tenth of its current strength. What is it to you? We don't need more than a tenth for the chef. You are free to serve, not to question. And I did not obey your wishes, waiting here for three hundred years, preparing for the shift? The atmosphere burns my lungs. I need more blood to be alive. More blood. This is a poor sacrifice you brought before me. I whispered your name in the stupid woman's ear for weeks after she called me for weeks. She didn't exactly get the right kind of message. The shift is about to come now. And then we will have our new bodies, but bring forth the girl. Let us do what needs to be done. She's currently between sacrifices. Are you mocking me? She escaped. I'm looking for her. I thought she had come to you. Would I waste any more time in this body if she was? I will bring her. I will send more demons to look for her too. At least you freed me. I need more blood, a lot more blood. I will tear down the next city and ravish the population. With a deep growl, Abaddon tore into the mass of TV people who tried to flee the scene. And while I watched, I wondered if, perhaps, I shouldn't have just summoned him. We hope you enjoyed this installment of The Demoness on Kernak Grimm's science fiction and fantasy podcast. The Demoness is written by Kernak Grimm. The Demoness is performed by Michael Floyd as Terry Olson. Dick Teryoon as Jim Harrison. Brianna Wanless as Serena Olson. Ray Hurd as Caleb McAllister. Bobby Owens as Destiny Williams. And Laura Van Diver as Amy Davis and Radio Voice. Every season of Karnak Grimm's Science Fiction and Fantasy podcast features a new unique short story, broken down into several episodes. Farewell, my friend. <laughs> 